one beer. Are you sure you're not drunk? And I'm of the weight class where one beer shouldn't, you know, affect me. But I hadn't eaten in a while. Is this live? <laughs> it's 10 in the morning, Dave. <laughs> what year is it? I feel like Robin Williams in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be quiet this podcast. I got sad because I was just thinking of Robin Williams. <laughs> because he just said his name. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, it's been circulating. Sometimes things disappear out of nowhere from the past online. And I think Robin Williams said some things about uh, Joe Biden in 2009, mm. where he was kind of uh, just making fun of him. And so since Joe Biden's been in the news with the VP nomination recently, right. that started circulating. And it's just funny how things resurface after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Sometimes without much of a reason. Sort of like Robin Williams being mentioned just now. In Jurassic Park. Yeah. My favorite performance. Yeah. What character was he again? Dennis Nedry? He, he was Jeff Goldblum's character. That would be interesting, Can you imagine the, re- the recasting? Oh, my God. I think that would be perfect. Steven Spielberg missed out on that. But actually, I think you could take Robin Williams' character from Jumanji and just insert him into Jurassic Park. He's a crazy man that lives on the campus and breaks free amidst the dinosaurs. Or put dinosaurs in Jumanji. Honestly, that's probably an even better idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Speaking of Jurassic Park, re-releasing this month in theaters oh, as yeah. they reopen. Gabe claims that theaters are reopening this Did month. you hear anything about that, Anna? Regal not. Regal wants to start showing movies again, so supposedly... <laughs> Of course they do. <laughs> I mean, the businesses are dying. Everyone needs money. Yeah. And so supposedly August 21st, they're supposed to be reopening. Who knows how many people are going to go to the theater? Are you going to go? I want to at least try to go. <laughs> I feel like I might go. I can't say for certain if they'll even be open, but if they are, I'll, I'll try. I'm going to be masked up. You know, I might even put on some gloves. I'm sure there will be loopholes and people will find them, but, and I'll be there. You're a loophole. <laughs> I have to go back into theaters. I can't take it. You're such a strange person. Tenet will be out in a few weeks. What? Oh, Tenet. Tenet. That you said ten. Ten. The movie ten. Chris Nolan's tenth and final film. Ten. <laughs> what is he, Quentin Tarantino? Starring Michael Caine as ten, the titular character. Uh none of this pertains to the topic that yeah. is the podcast. This today. isn't a movie podcast today. We're finally doing a music podcast again today. Back to our roots. And. <laughs> Well, you, you were a musician before, a filmmaker is what I mean. Uh, who do we have with us today? A special guest. <laughs> we have Anna today. Hi. We work with Anna. We do work with Anna. She also works at the place that Gabe and I and, and Bryce work. The company. Serious place. Yeah, the company is what we refer to it the as. The company that we all work at. And we've wanted to have Anna on the podcast for a long time. Yep. From the very beginning of the 11th episode. From the... <laughs> Anna is joining us today. We're doing a music podcast. It's a short episode. We're already at 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to go song by song through an album. We're more going to be talking about this artist and the album and then recommending that you go listen to it. I might play a few things at the end. But Anna is... All the while, she does not play an instrument. She has a working knowledge of like a song library that's in her head that is ever-growing and expanding. You make a monthly playlist, correct? I do. I make a playlist every month and put everything I'm listening to on it. Do you put songs in every day? Uh, pretty often, yeah. Probably like every, Frequently. every other day, yeah. Is it always new releases of the month? Not always new releases, because sometimes I do just want to listen to a throwback song or something like that, too. But... 
yeah, and then I have to put them in a specific order that sounds pleasing to me because I thoroughly believe in being very intentional about the way you're listening to music. Mm. And if you're listening to an album, you should listen to it from the way the artist tracked it out. Mm. Do you, how long have you been doing that? Can I ask? March 2018, I think, is when I started doing that. I feel a kinship because I make a playlist uh, once a year, but I often scour your playlist <laughs> for good music. What got you into being passionate about music? I think I had a very musical family growing up. So my mom worked at Rolling Stone for a little bit when I was younger. And then my dad has just been a lifelong fan of music. So yeah, I'd be in the car and they'd be playing Big Star or Radiohead or the Jayhawks and stuff like that. So pretty diverse. Yeah, pretty diverse music. And or like Bjork, I remember really vividly listening to Bjork when I was little. And then, yeah, that kind of just grew over the years. I feel very lucky to have grown up in the era of Pandora and stuff Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. where I could just put that on and find good music. Yeah, find new music immediately for hours. I also would go on iTunes when not do my homework and (laughs) look at the similar artists of all my favorite artists and just go into a wormhole and keep looking there. Spotify's algorithm is great for that now. yes definitely yeah so i think my sister is now also very into music she does musical theater at the berkeley school of music cool. uh, boston conservatory yeah so she's really good at all the analysis and theory and stuff like that i think i've always listened to music in a very emotional way yeah. Yeah. which i really like because i'm very analytical and you listen to more genre i was trying to i was thinking about this earlier i was gonna say you like more music than me but i think it's that i'm more critical mm-hmm. and not often positive way <laughs> So you often hear more things. And in the past, even I've come to you and like, what is this from? And you can usually know it right off the top of your head, which Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. (laughs) So that's one of the reasons we're having Anna on today is because of her working knowledge of all things music. And today we're doing an individual (laughs) named Phoebe Bridgers. If any of you have ever heard of her, all you five people out there. I think she has a pretty decent following at this point. No, five people listen to us. Oh, (laughs) smaller audience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And probably not a lot of overlap. (laughs) And she just put out a new album, uh, was it two months ago? A month ago? It was on June 18th. Okay. Called Punisher. And the album is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with the Netflix series. Yeah. Or the Marvel comic book character, The Punisher. Mm -hmm. I remember when she was about to release it, she was saying it's probably the most personal album she's ever written. Do you know more about that, Anna? Um, You nodded. Like maybe you read something. (laughs) Anna was also a history buff and history major, and so she researches the crap out of everything. Yes, I did. If you listen to the album, you get that immediately, listening to the lyrics. I think even lyrics that I didn't think were personal, Mm. when researching them, I found out that they were things that had actually happened to her. Oh, crazy. Which was very interesting. Like I think in Garden Song, she said... I grew up here till it all went up in flames. And I guess her childhood home actually caught on fire after her parents got divorced. Um, So stuff like that is a real lyric, I guess. The doctor put her hand over my liver and told me my resentment's getting smaller. That's something that actually happened to her. She went to get an herbalist doctor and they actually said that to her. And she's like, that's a pretty weird thing to say to a person. And she just wrote that down. So yeah, stuff like that. If you listen to the album, you can tell it's very personal. I think this album is pretty sad. (laughs) 
too. Yeah. yeah. Like even Kyoto, which is very upbeat, it kind of reminded me of like an 80s, like Tears for Fears or The Cure song where you're kind of rocking out to it. And then you、yeah. hear the lyrics and you're like, did she just say, I'm going to kill you if you don't beat me to it? And you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty heavy when you actually、right. break it down. Yeah. Yeah. She, even before this album, I think she was known as being, you know, the sad song、mm-hmm. person. But on Instagram, on social media, she's so quirky.、Mm-hmm. And she keeps this kind of very realism way of looking、mm-hmm. at the world, probably because of everything she's been through in her life. But she's very playful about it, and her presence is very playful. Well, a lot of the time, the people, especially in comedy, people that are very funny or quirky are often the ones that are harboring a lot of hurt or a lot of resentment. Yeah. Going、so. back to Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly who I <laughs> was thinking、like、of. Sort of like Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it really is true. So I wonder which is the truer. Herself, usually I think it's the melancholic side.、Mm. So maybe her quirkiness is sort of a way to deal with that. Yeah, quirky is a good word. Like one of her things is she wears a skeleton, not a costume, it's like pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like black pajamas with like、mm-hmm. a white skeleton, almost like a, like a Halloween costume.、Mm-hmm. But she wears that constantly. It's only her second album, isn't it? Yeah, although she's had two other. She did the thing with the guy from Bright Eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then she did the Project Boy Genius with. Better Oblivion is、yeah. the one with the guy. Yeah. The one with the two other girls. I've actually listened to that collaboration more than I have her solo stuff because she's with Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus. Mm hmm. And I'm a huge fan of Then Now, too, because I think I started with Phoebe and then I was looking into her other stuff. And then I found Boy Genius,、mm-hmm. which is that sort of call it a super group of young, talented women. Yeah. It's very raw and、mm-hmm. melancholic. And I feel like I、yeah. can,、uh, not specifically the instances that she'll talk about in her songs, like the stuff you're talking about、mm-hmm. in Kyoto, but generally I feel like I empathize a lot with the stuff that she's talking about、mm-hmm. and the tone. Yeah. Tone. My, tone. My introduction to Phoebe Bridges was through Julian. Baker through Boy Genius because I really like Julian Baker. And then I saw that she had this project with these two other women. And it's also the saddest super group. Like, yeah. It's, ve- it's, it's very、so、melancholic. Good,、yeah. It's so good. All their voices. I mean, even outside of every part of it is great. Like,、mm-hmm. the, the instrumentals are incredible. The lyrics are really interesting. And all their voices are distinct, but、mm-hmm. also incredible.、It's- but speaking to the melancholy tone of this album, like you were saying, it's kind of like a goodbye to her past、mm-hmm. and a l l o to her future. I think the instrumentation really kind of mirrors that because it's very soft and muted.、Mm-hmm. For example, even if there's a guitar in overdrive, it somehow comes across as very smooth and rounded. It's almost like they took away the high. And the equalization, but it complements her voice in a really, really nice way because her voice, while it's soft, it can also be powerful in this like beautiful, kind of gritty way. But the music on the album kind of mirrors her voice, but also the tone of that melancholy. And then, even in the quieter songs with the piano, or she's just kind of picking on the electric guitar, the acoustic guitar, even the banjo, it's still like muted somehow, or it's very just non aggressive. It's like a very, very soft presence. And then, Ethan Gruska, who helped produce this album along with Tony Berg, also put out an album called On Guard this year, has a very similar presence and tone in the instrumentation. So, if you were to listen to this album by Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher, and then go and listen to On Guard by Ethan. Ethan Gruska, they're almost like twin albums or sister albums in a way, because Ethan Gruska helped produce Phoebe Bridger's album,、mm-hmm. I think, especially in the instrumentation and arrangement. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's really common for in a sophomore album, if a first album does well, people add a lot more orchestration because mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable doing that and probably have more resources. And I think probably having Ethan Gruska there also mm-hmm. probably added that ability because I, I noticed a lot more like, horns and strings mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. on this album as well. But it's fascinating because for all of its production, and it clearly is very well produced, it also feels very stripped down, mm-hmm. which is really nice. There's that, that juxtaposition that play on it is really interesting but one of the, like the trademarks i think for phoebe bridges for me is her lyrics and melodies lyrically she is super clever and poetic full of whimsy and wit sometimes even in a humorous way in the pictures that she paints but then the way she sings her melodies often leave me wanting to hear even the next bar in the song even in the middle of a song because a lot of times in songs sometimes for people they can get really boring but she she's so good at writing and telling a story along with her lyrics that it makes you want to keep listening mm-hmm. and it's very engaging in that way way i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's a lot of imagery in it too like there's just little details that really put you in her mind kind Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. in moon song she says the birthday is nautical themed and you can immediately picture that in your head Mm -hmm. or poetic ones she writes you're sick and you're married and you might be dying but you're holding me like water in your hands and you can just immediately have a portrait of the person I'm really excited to see where her next album goes Mm -hmm. if she keeps experimenting with the sound because she's clearly mastered the art of what she's doing now and I Mm -hmm. hope she continues to grow and develop that. I think she's still somewhat up and coming too so she's maybe someone people can keep their eye on as she continues to grow and collaborate with other people. Yeah. I, I hope on the third album that she's able to just, like I said, keep experimenting and finding new ways to do things. <laughs> Did you guys look up what Punisher means to her? No. It was really interesting, actually. So she is very inspired by Elliot Smith. That is her favorite artist. Oh, interesting. And the song Punisher is about him. The word Punisher... She meant that to be a type of fan who just doesn't know when to stop talking. And she said that the song is mostly about stalking Elliot Smith and being afraid that I'm a punisher and that when I talk to my heroes, that their eyes will glaze over. So kind of that idea of don't meet your heroes Mm. and just continue to appreciate them. It was interesting, too, since she's kind of growing into a similar place that he was probably in. Mm -hmm. And you mean personally? I, well, I just think she's probably becoming more famous, so she's probably having... She, I think she mentions having fans come up to her and maybe not giving them the experience that they want. I think in the song she says, I swear I'm not angry, that's just my face. And so kind of being like, I want to relate to you, but I don't know what to say right now and stuff like that. So I just think it's an interesting... They both kind of had cult followings. As she gets more famous, she's probably relating to him more in some ways, Mm. while also really still idolizing him. It's easy to forget that famous people are people, too, Mm -hmm. sometimes. As a person that's not famous myself, I often... (laughs) Well, you kind of mythologize or idealize a person in your mind, especially when it comes to celebrities, and you forget that they're just as fucked up as you are. Well, at this point, I'm going to try to somehow play tracks from the album. Punisher. Do it. (laughs) See what happens. Right now. And now.
Thank you.